This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. And welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emma Benner, and today you are listening to episode 131 with Hawa Kapili and Ruth Mariki. And these two are the founders of the organization EPN. EPN is based in Arusha, Tanzania, and they exist to deal with the issues that are most likely to hinder students' abilities to complete school. These issues include menstrual health hygiene, violence against women and children, reproductive health, early childhood marriage, and mental health. They were founded in 2020 and in just two short years, they have had such a huge impact across Tanzania. It was truly such a joy to talk with Hawa and Ruth. And once again, I'm just reminded how much I love doing interviews on the Illuminate podcast because I get to chat with such incredible people that are tackling challenges across the world and making a difference in so many people's lives. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and make sure that you go check out the work that they're doing at EPN. You can go to epn.or.tz to learn more. That's their website. So you can learn more there and check out all their programs and their mission and everything that they're doing. Um, And yeah, so with that, enjoy my conversation with Ruth and Hawa. All right, today on the Illuminate podcast, I am so excited to be joined by Hawa and Ruth of the organization EPN. Um, Hawa has actually been on the podcast before. That was all the way back in, uh, I believe, the fall of 2020. Um, so I'm excited to have her back on and to be have her joined by Ruth. Um, I'm actually connected with Hawa through my mom, who has worked... Um, with Hawa in various ways in Tanzania. So I'm so excited to chat with the both of you today and share about the incredible work that you do. Thank you so much, Emma. Thank you so much, Emma. We are very excited too. Um, Can you each share with the listeners a little bit about each of your backgrounds and what has led to you to where you are today? Okay. Um, Again, Emma, thanks for having us. Uh, it is really nice to connect with you and the world via your platform. Uh, my name is Ahawa Kipilili. It's my second time here on the platform. And today I'm very excited to kind of explain what we do together with Ruth in the organization called EPN. So EPN is a short form of Alpunaidim. Which is a, Alpu is a French word, and Aidim is a Maasai word, which means both she can, she can. And, um, it is a non-profit organization registered in Tanzania, and we officially started in July 2020. Uh, we have a little bit of background, Ruth and I, but what connected us most is our birthday, 
we share a birthday and we just found out one year later after meeting up of uh, in a workshop na uh, women entrepreneurs and and professionals here in Arusha and I got to meet Ruth and we quickly connected we exchanged our phone numbers and uh, one year later we found out that we share a birthday and that made us uh to have even a more and stronger relationship together uh she knew that i was teaching and i was leading like holiday program for kids and while i was doing that she uh, she will tell you more what she has been doing uh in schools under uh, an organization of african initiative but uh she told me her passion and we exchanged our passions together that we really want to change the stories of uh, Tanzanian boys and girls. Why? It because of what she has been through and what I have been through and what I have been experiencing in my teaching career, in my teaching journey. Uh, so we mostly were, we just thought of what can we do to change the story of, of Tanzanian boys and girls. Which initiative can we use? What what activities that can allow us to reach more girls and boys so that they can stay in school so that they can transition from one level to another. And that's what EPN came. So uh basically EPN is an educational uh non-profit organization based in Arusha and we facilitate education experiences uh to young boys and girls here in Tanzania through campaigns from primary level to college to university so we love to uh boys and girls we address all issues that hinder their academic their social and emotional uh well-being for them not to reach their full potential and we are focused on the most critical barriers on the most critical challenges that they are well known in our community in Tanzania and to mention is uh mental health is one of them we address uh reproductive health sexual health education paying attention on uh menstruation and we also address early marriage and early pregnancy as well as gender based violence yeah um maybe I'll let Ruth uh say a a little more about herself and we can kick on to the two programs that we value a lot. So I'm Ruthy Jackson. I'm, I'm one of the EPN founders. And why did we found EPN? What happened? Uh, so EPN is particularly also related to my own personal story. I was raised, I, I was born and raised in a Maasai community. And grown, growing up as a girl child, I experienced the, uh, my own, not only my parents, but the, the community choosing and favoring a boy over a girl, especially when it comes to enrollment to school, when it comes to provision of education or access to education. So the boy was more favored than a girl child because uh, a girl child was seen as someone whose destiny was, 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 uh, was made around only been getting married. And so we thought, you know, uh, there, there, there is no girl that uh, goal or that dream is only infinite. They are only supposed to marry off. I, I saw that, I experienced that, and 
I saw my mom struggling to make sure that the girls in our family are going to school because she believed that the girl is not supposed only to marry, but they can be, you know, when you change one girl, when you change one woman, you change the whole community and our, 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 our community needed just that. But also something happened when I was growing up. One day I went to school. I was almost 16 when I, I was almost finishing my, uh, my secondary school level. And one day inside a classroom, I was supposed to stand up and go for lunch in school. And then when I stand up, I had something around my skirt. And I was shocked because I was I was uh, the only one, the only girl in my class that, that didn't see the menstruation. And so when I, I turned back, looked at my skirt, I saw blood. And it was it was a traumatizing experience because I didn't know what to do from there. I knew it was this period that everyone was telling me. In, but no one, no teacher, no friends said anything than just first period. And unfortunately for me, I had sisters. They have never talked, said anything about menstruation. My mother have never had a conversation with us about menstruation. So I was there sitting alone and I wondered what would I do. So the first thing I did, I, I, I just took off my sweater, wrapped it around my waist and looked for materials around school environment that would help me uh, to, 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 to go on about my day. So I found a rug outside. It was inside the mud. I shake off the mud and I, that was my first menstrual material. When I went home, I, I resorted to using um, my old school uniform and uh, my mother's cotton cloth, waiting if someone would tell me what to do. And I've never gotten that information. And... It is it, it 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 was very traumatic for me all my life. So when I grew up, I finished the university and got a chance to work uh, with a project in uh, like almost fifteen regions in Tanzania, talking to schoolgirls, talking to uh, schoolboys, parents, teachers. Um, community members and the education uh, uh, department from government about access to education for both girls and boys. And when I got the chance to be in an, an evaluation team for this program, I talked to over 5,000 girls in Tanzania. And what I've been asking them are the challenges in, in accessing education between girls and boys. And every other girl has been mentioning about the year. Uh, traumatic experience of the first period. For me, it was like a reminder of, 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 of an emotional, uh, emotional challenge that I have been through my first period. It was not easy. And after that project, I realized that it was not only my story. The traumatic uh, first period experience that I went through was a story of so, so thousands of young girls in Tanzania. And all I resorted to do since that day was changing those stories, was making sure that girls in Tanzania, young girls, have different stories than the stories that they have right now. But how, how, how was I going to do it? I was just a woman having this dream, very passionate about this, but I didn't know how to go about it. 
I knew that I wanted girls to have access to right information about menstruation. I wanted to see girls having access to menstrual materials. I wanted them to have their period in, uh, in, in dignity. But among other challenges, that was just one of them. I found a lot of... Uh, Challenges concerning abuse, gender-based violence, uh, uh, early pregnancy and early marriage, and so many others that were affecting uh, girls and boys' emotional wellness. And after I've, I was done for two years, I sat down and say, okay, maybe I have a picture of what I want to do, but I can't bring it out here alone. This is where I met Hawa. We sat down. She was excited. She brought in a friend who became our program designer, designing the program uh, uh, not only because she knew how to design, not only because we had an idea, because we know what was happening in the ground, because we experienced those challenges and we want the story to change. So we created a program, actually two programs by the name Miminitai, which means an amwaniigo in English, and the last kilometer, which I will let Hawa uh, take you through a uh, uh, Miminitai program, which encompasses all uh, menstrual health hygiene. And then I, I will come back with uh, the last kilometer. Karibu Hawa. Okay, right. So we have our core and dear program is called Mimi Nitai. Mimi Nitai is a Swahili word. Mimi Nitai stands for an, I'm an ego in English. And this is a 90 to 120 minutes campaign that addresses all things surrounding menstruation for both girls and boys. For us, this is very, very important to include boys in the, um, menstrual health education. So we use the term Miminitai, uh, which means I am a, I'm an ego, because we know the characteristics of egos. They are well known of their sharp vision. They are very bold. They have very long distance uh, and, and, and focus and clarity. They are very attentive. They are fearless. They are firm. So, and, and a lot to mention. And we know that uh, even all over the world, all great leaders are compared to egos because of an, an outstanding characteristics that I've mentioned. So we want boys and girls of Tanzania to be egos, to always fight and win because of the limitations that, uh, which can be a very big threat to their potentials. And this uh, can impact uh, their education journeys for them not to finish school or not to stay at school. Uh, boys and girls in Tanzania face a way a, a, a very big a, a big challenge and pressure, and also it is very difficult for them to navigate through their their growth. So when a girl starts to menstruate they start to lose their confidence. They have a lot of anticipation. They are affected mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So uh, because of this pressure, most boys and girls have pressure from body image. They have a lot of pressure 
from the information they get in on social media they have a lot of pressure from from the friends they have a lot of pressure from the sexual contexts eh? and and also a lot of girls and boys in this age of adolescence they start using drugs they start uh, using alcohol because there's a lot happening in their bodies there's a lot of changes that they are facing and no one is talking about so our 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 main objective for our mimini tie is to allow boys and girls to understand their bodies their body changes physical and emotional changes related to their growth we want to debunk the myth and misconceptions surrounding menstruation because menstruation in Tanzania is a taboo and no one can can talk about so for my experience and other women experiences that no one has ever told about what is going to happen in their bodies what is going to happen emotionally we also address the do's and don'ts of all menstrual materials and what they have to do and not to do while they are menstruating but also to make boys aware of what is going on in the in the in their friend's body in the girl uh, girl child body we also want the girls to attend school while they're menstruating because one of the most challenges as Ruth mentioned is that um girls especially in the rural areas most communities girls don't have menstrual material and they resort to unhygienic materials like rags like they put food in their vagina they use feathers uh the the birds feathers they use sponge like a cut a piece of mattress like to manage their period which is unhealthy and some some girls in a, a lot in Maasai community when a girl start to menstruate they just go outside and dig a hole and just squat there for the rest of the day because they lack material they lack something like um to make them clean and to uh to manage the period to manage the blood that is coming out of the vagina so she has to like squat all the hours to let the blood come out that is one but the most important and which we see this is a big challenge even to the old women is lack of proper information yes someone a company or an organization might provide you with a menstrual material but what about the information and for us uh, providing this education is very very important because we want all all girls to menstruate with knowledge with happiness with dignity and with comfort uh and that is why our mimi nitai campaign has been very very popular all over tanzania and we've been able to reach over 13000 uh, boys and girls in different six regions here in tanzania from primary school to secondary to even college um speaking talking about all these things that i've mentioned but the most important is to break the silence we can take ages explaining about things that we do. Yeah, one no it's wonderful. I mean it just proves um how passionate you are and um the wonderful work you're doing to 
change the messaging around um, periods in in Tanzania and all that sort of thing. Um, Ruth, you mentioned wanting to talk about the Last Kilometer program. If you um, want to dive more into that, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, so um, the Last Kilometer. Uh, Last Kilometer is another program that EPN is actively taking on. And why did we call this Last Kilometer? Uh, you know, there are so many issues that hinders young, uh, I would say students, Tanzanian students, from reaching to the f- uh, finish line. And we named it the last kilometer because the issues that we are addressing play a, veg- a very huge role in a child's ability to go to the distance in the year, most important years of the year education. The last kilometer campaigns target uh, critical issues that are well known to impede or hinder children's ability to finish school. Uh, such things are early childhood marriage and pregnancy, peer pressure, challenges within the families, gender-based violence, as I mentioned before, uh, poverty, that's how I explained it from uh, uh, Miminitai program. So all these issues, we address them through a lens of mental health and emotional wellness because we believe that they, uh, dri- they drive change and, uh, and students' motivation. So uh, this, uh, the last kilometer uh, is a year-long program uh, uh, student attended this awareness campaign in a selected school once a week in a co-education classes. That means both boys and girls in the same class uh, from class 5, 6, and 7. So lesson takes place uh, during the regular uh, extracurricular school schedule. And they, how, how, how do they learn? Why are the students so interested in the Last Kilometer Club? Because we, learn, uh, uh, we, we, we teach through stories. We, we share our own stories. They share their own stories. And we invite people to share their own stories within the class. Uh, we learn through discussion. We learn through role play. We learn through Q&A. Uh, which makes uh, the last kilometer the most loved, the most desirable uh, uh, program within schools. And why are we involving boys? As Howard has mentioned, in both uh, Miminitai, the menstrual health hygiene campaign, and the last kilometer, we actively involve boys. Why are we doing so? We do so because we believe young men are essential actors in every context in which the goal is to, is to create a safe and equitable environment for both genders. We talk to young boys about the importance of uh, import, the importance of emotional wellness. Healthy self-expression. We talk to them about power. We talk to them about shame. We talk to them about concept and how to transform, how how transformative healthy relationship can be. And we believe, uh, because for many in Tanzania, talking about periods is 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 something like embarrassing. It's it's like a taboo. So we involve boys because many girls have been reporting to us how they are shamed, and some have even left school because of of period shaming. We we believe if boys know, they can be supportive. And we have seen that, we have experienced that through our classes. And because sometimes boys say, I did that because I didn't know what the hell is period. And we thought it was something to laugh about. So we, we have been actively involving them knowing 
Very soon or later, these boys are the brothers. These boys will be fathers. These boys are colleagues and they will be fiancés. And they will be maybe one day in government making decisions. So they, 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 if they have the information, they know what to do and they know what to prioritize. And because they, they, we want to create a, uh, a safe space for both of them, we focus on why young men do things and work hard to see things from their perspective too. So we, we, with coaching, with mentoring, with practice, with motivation, yeah, we know that and we are very sure that young men can be the greatest agents of change in their community by first changing themselves. But why do we why do we also involve men in our program or young boys? Because we empower girls a lot and these men have to be ready for the empowered girls. We have we want to, to we want men who are ready for empowered girls. We do, we don't want to over empower girls and they go back to the same community where this Anya where uh, young boys and men are existing. So um, this is about the last kilometer, but uh, also uh, I want to add on how are we conduct are we doing our program. So we have we have what is called the, the triangular mode. Uh, the triangular mode is a way that we believe if we involve uh, teachers in our trainings, if we also train teachers, they can have a positive impact on the girls and the boys that we, we educate or we create awareness to. So we have students at the top of the triangle, we have teachers on the other side, and then we have the community. The community could be the parents, mother or father, the sisters, and the community champions, those older uh, men and women whose decision in the community matters a lot. So many times, if you go through our pages, we have been having parents actively in our classes. We have been having teachers. We have been involving and training teachers, knowing that whatever program that we are conducting in school, it has a trickle-down effect to both of them. So this is what Last Kilometer and Miminita is all about. I love that. And it sounds like a lot of the topics you're covering um are just really, really taboo and not talked about much in Tanzania. So are there other people that are doing similar work to what you're doing? Or is this really groundbreaking programs um, and really unique? Yeah, so people, people, what they do with menstruation is that they know that the challenge is just menstrual materials. So what the companies, what the organizations do is just go to the school or to the community and dump the pads there and leave. And that and that what we have noticed as EPN. And this is what makes EPN a unique organization. We work uniquely because we have done a proof of concept. We tried this. We found out you know, without hearing from anybody else but the beneficiaries that a lot of people come to us, a lot of organizations come to us with menstrual products and they don't say anything. They just leave the products with us and leave. And we ask the girls, 
what do you want to hear? What, what is missing when they come here? What do you want them to do? They told us we need them to educate us. We need them to talk to us. They mentioned a list of things that I've already mentioned that, that um, it's a lot of taboos. It's a lot of misconception. Uh, there's a lot of um, hygienic processes that they want to learn. They want to know what materials can be best for them. They want to understand how long can I use uh, my pad, for example, if we are talking about reusable sanitary pad or disposable pad, how long do I have to use it and how? And uh, about menstrual cramps, I'm 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 a number one fan of cramps because mm -hmm. I suffer a lot, and there are plenty of girls suffering menstrual cramps, and they do not know what is that, what causes menstrual menstrual cramps. So there's a lot of things that girls are told to do and not to do while they're in pain. They're wondering what is proper, what is right to do when I'm in pain. And this is why EPN designed a guideline that was informed by all these resources that we got, we gathered around the community. So I can say what we do, I haven't heard, we haven't heard, if there's any other organization that is doing the same. We are very unique and that's why we work through partnership. People have heard about our unique campaigns. So they reached to us saying, EPN, we want to support girls and boys with this. Can you please help? Because they know that we have such a unique and special guideline, such a unique and special campaign to offer to the boys and girls here in Tanzania. Yeah, and the other thing was an in, uh, involvement of boys and community. Uh, so many people finish with students and students alone. And we know that the root cause of the problem, if I give a girl an uh, information about menstrual health hygiene, it would have had a big impact if a mother knows too, if a father knows too, if a boy knows too, who is a brother probably, to the only girl in the family. So anyone that is a stakeholder uh, 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 for a girl to go to the finish line, we involve them. We involve them along the way. And for parents, we are not only talking to them about uh menstrual hygiene, about, you know, supporting their uh, children's education. We have a special, uh, a sub-sub program, I would say it's called, we call it Parenting Seminar for the uh, 21st century parents. Uh, for this, uh, it is a unique program to educate and share information with parents about the various things they need to support in the parenting journey. Uh, we make sure parents are in the session uh, because they can also act as the ambassador and provide important. It's not only providing information, but important and correct information to the community. So we teach them about child rights and child protection policy, because sometimes they overwork the girls and the girls cannot perform well. And so we tell them about, you know, it is they have the right to education. You know, the domestic work or the, the home chores can wait. They can do another time.
or probably they can be helped if they have to perform. We, t- we talk to them about basic parenting tool or the parent-teacher communication, which we have found to be a very big problem. There's, there's a great mishap between uh, parent and teachers. Parents don't come to school because they either don't understand or the importance of it or they are not involved enough. Also, we talk to them about supporting their kids learning at home. So uh, this this is among the things uh, we do and we tell parents about the importance of uh, parents' involvement in school activities or letting them volunteer in school activities. And uh, why, why you know, EPN has just started with not having a big fund than uh, an individual donor who is helping us, who has been helping us for the past one year and a half. But we have found out that partnership can get us go a long way. They can get us, you know, at least changing lives one girl, one boy at a time. So we've been collaborating with families. We've been collaborating with individuals, with companies and other organizations that, you know, they have money, but they don't know how to do, to go about it. Because for, for, for example, menstrual education, we provide access to not only correct information, uh, context-specific and age-specific. The way we teach a secondary students about menstruation is not the way that we do to uh, primary school students or college students or mothers. And so this is how we have been able to reach to this milestone. Right, right. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so what are your future goals for the organization and where do you see taking it all? Okay, uh, so we have very big plans. Uh, alongside with that, we will continue to do what we do to make sure that we have we have achieved a bigger impact if the finances allow and God willing. Because as you know, we are not the only ones struggling with finances, but EPN is struggling more because it is such a young organization. And uh, we need to to increase to, to increase the the staff. Uh, now it's only Ruth and myself working with uh, plus one volunteer, so it's just we, and it's overwhelming. It is it it is not so easy, but because of our passion, we 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 can see things going. Uh, so we need someday we would like to to create some longer term after clubs school clubs we needed to adopt um, at least four schools in a year two primary schools and two secondary schools to have like a, a one year a, a one year club a one year program that is going on in a school as we mentioned for uh, last kilometer and this club will run once a week for the entire year not only that but we will need to create a, have a larger office space in the compound where, where, we, where we are now. It is very small because we cannot afford to have a larger office. It is, it is just a, a, very, a very small space for us. And uh, we also we have a vision to, to have like a community space uh, yeah, we call it a community center 
where girls and boys can just come after school and do their learning there, but also see what we do. In our village, most girls are faced with the prospect of early marriage. And if they fall behind in their schoolwork, they are asked by their parents to leave school. So uh, with our team that is educated and very enthusiastic about helping young students to bring to bridge uh, those difficult academic gaps, like providing help and support in their learning, uh, we will need to invite them. We will need to invite them to our community center where we'll have books uh, for academic, but also to carry on these programs that we are mentioning that we are providing in different schools to have them running in our um, in our community space. So this will be a safe space for girls and boys where they can come after school and do other activities apart from academic, apart from school, but they can do other extracurricular activities, but as well as understanding uh, about what is going on, what else can they do, and they can learn about life skills, which is something that they do not get at school. And we also have a plan of, because we are, we advocate, we are champions of, of, of uh, menstrual health education, and we cannot provide this education without menstrual materials. We have a big plan for the future to have to allow ourselves to come up with uh, high quality reusable sanitary pads at a lower price than the ones exi existing now in Tanzania. So we, our, for us, the most important thing is the quality and 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 the affordability. And uh, this will be through the girls and women that we support, where they can have their own income, where they can own the menstruation because it is the material that they are sewing, the material that they are making, they are using them and also selling to other women. And with that togetherness and with that program, we feel like all women can enjoy uh, menstruating, but also have that sense of ownership per se. And another, am I forgetting? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I can chip in. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Hawa has mentioned it already, but uh, we want to create a safe space. You know, there's this community center which may at the same time act like a safe space for girls. We are deeply inspired by the commitment of our community partners. Uh, in the south part of Tanzania, who have a physical safe house where girls can stay if they have been victims of gender-based violence or elementary marriage. So in the longer term, we might also uh, consider renting, renting or having in our village where girls can come and live safely and keep up with their schoolwork while the Lego proceedings are continuing. Because many girls, they are looking for just that one space that they can run to and continue with the education while things are being sorted at home. And for example, the, uh, the victims of gender-based violence, the victims of rape, they have been uh, uh, raped and then the, 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 the perpetrators have been released and they are back in the community and it has been affecting girls' uh, uh, emotionalness extensively. So these houses, we see this house, this one or two house, will be like an ecosystem of safety and support and 
for EPN would like someday to offer this to the girls in our community because oh, why because um the, the the place where EPN is having an office it's inside the community 100% and we did that on purpose that you know we are saving the community this is where we should be and it has been a one stop running for so many girls in that community whether it be a menstrual hygiene where whether it be that one small space for them to uh, do their homework. And so uh, the, the, com the girls in our village are faced with the prospect of early marriage. And if they fall behind in their schoolwork, their parents, as Howard said, ask them to drop out of school. So we want to, 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 to help girls. We want to inspire young girls and young women from our, our community that their stories can be uh, changed because most of them have been dropped out because have been dropping out because of early pregnancy. We have them, we have seen them, we have experienced them. They are saying, EPN, can you put a place where we can come and have homework, doing our homework, read books. Our parents will let us do that. Otherwise, we will come our sisters and our, 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 our other sisters have done. So yeah, this is this is what EPN is looking forward to to have in future if God wishes. I love that. Um, it's a lot to look forward to and a lot of change. Um, that'll be so great for the community in Tanzania. Um, I want to hear from both of you. What is something that you are the most proud of um, that you've accomplished in this work through this organization? Oh, oh, Emma, uh, we just start with our Miminitai program and maybe how I can take on the last kilometer. Uh, unbelievably, many people, uh, many organizations that they are starting, they don't do anything. They wait for funds. And what we are proud of, we have not, uh, we didn't want to fall in the same trap. We looked inside us, inside our friends, in the community, and whatever means that we can use to provide to girls this very critical menstrual health education campaign along with pads. Pads are expensive. One pad is, is like 3.5 US dollar, but it stays with the girl for three years. It is a reusable sanitary pad. So as how I explained before, we share a birthday. So one of the ways that we, 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 we did was telling our friends and family that, you know, give us a party and not a cake. That was last year birthday. And we were able to collect over 800 pads from our friends and families. And we have been able to impact, together with that, we have been able to impact the lives of over 13,000 girls in Tanzania with reusable sanitary pads that will keep them, will make them comfortably and uh, uh, having their periods in dignity for three good years. We have been seeing girls who have been our active ambassadors in their community talking to other young girls about menstruation. We have been receiving calls from teachers that actually the education that EPN has provided, they have taken it on. So there is a sustainability of our program. I am so every time uh, 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 we, we, we talk about uh, what we are doing, I'm, I'm exceptionally very proud very, very proud 
of the milestone that we have reached for just less than two years. And this is thanks to the passion that we have. Thank God that the community understood. And uh, without even being having a salary for these two years, and we, we are not even thinking about that, but the lives of girls, the life, lives of boys have been changed drastically. Yeah. So that is it about the menstrual hygiene. Um, Karibu. Yeah, so another thing that we're very much proud of, uh, apart from uh, impacting lives and reaching the bigger numbers and people thinking that we have 10 years of operation, well, it's just two, <laughs> is the relationship that we've created with the government. Um, we've been able to create a strong relationship with the government officials the district education officers, uh, the regional health officers of different regions that we've, we've operated, we've worked. And uh, this, this for us, this is a milestone. It makes things easy and makes things go, and they uh, acknowledge and appreciate what it does. And uh, also, we reside in Arusha. Arusha is our home and where our offices are, are located. But we've been able to go beyond Arusha. We've been able to go to other zones in Tanzania. That is to say, we've traveled more than 12 hours driving away to go and, uh, and, and do these campaigns and impact lives outside of Arusha. For us, this is, this is huge. And uh, we are overwhelmed with joy seeing and, 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 and seeing that we have touched a life of a boy who is miles away from us, a life of a girl who is miles away from us. Yeah. Yeah, and another thing, Emma, is about the last kilometer program. Uh, we first um, prototyped it in a school called the Angorica Primary School, and I would say we, we, we finished it uh, about two months ago, but we went to the school last week. We were together with people who were evaluating the the the, the uh, ability and the impact of the last kilometer program mind was blown we just stepped in school and all girls and boys who were in our last kilometer club kept shouting at what we've been telling them the the, the attitude has changed the the practice has changed and the the, the 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 girls and the boys confidence is oh my god it's something we cannot explain and they have been crying come again come again but you also uh the lives of the girls that in the community where epn's offices are we have experienced the girls knocking in our offices some girls from like 10 kilometers from where the office is because the word is spread so much. So the, the girls who were in our program, bringing the girls from far away, knocking in our houses, not even the office, our houses and asking for pad. And not only pad, they want information. And you can see it, we have even one picture in our, in our Instagram page where the gate was knocked. Hawa has a, has a picture of when she was called that Hawa come to the office. The office gate is stuffed with over 20 girls. They didn't give information. They brought girls to just get the information, to just receive the menstrual healthy materials. So for us, even the community that we save is blown by what we, by what we do and we are 
very proud of that. Yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I've loved hearing all about your work with EPN and all of the wonderful things that you are bringing to um, the community of Tanzania and just sounds like you're making um, such a big change in an area that really needs it. Um, so to wrap it up, if you could each share your message to the world to close out the episode. Okay. Um, I think the other time I just shared the, the Mother Teresa phrase, but today it's going to be different. <laughs> you know, to educate a woman or a young girl is to educate the whole community. And there's nothing that can can bring change in the community or in the society other than education. So I call upon all individuals, organizations, companies, families who are so willing to bring a change in the community, to bring a change in the lives of young boys and girls, especially in the area that we are, to just come and talk to EPN, come and look for EPN to bring this change through our very unique and holistic programs that we have. Yeah. Um, and for me, what should I share to the world? That we have stories personally. And you might sit and think that uh, that story, whether it's traumatic, whether it's challenging, whether it's, no, it's good or bad, it's your story. But I tell you, you didn't stand up there and take three steps and realize that that story is shared by so, so, so many girls and boys around the place that you are. And even if it means changing one person at a time, it is very possible. All that is needed is the passion to do it. We have seen that happening, expecting to see it happening in Tanzania. And for a record, an empowered girls need an empowered boy. An empowered woman need an empowered man. So we both need to stand up and empower both of them because if we over-empower a girl, she will go back to the house of a not-empowered man or a not-empowered young man. And they have to exist in the same community. So there are social, cultural traditions that we need to get rid of. A girl can be so much, and a girl can do so much. A girl, a young girl in a village, I'm talking about a young girl in a village, a remote village, is capable of so much, is smart enough to achieve anything despite what they are facing. So join us and let's change lives. <laughs>